0: Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Angela Santiago, and this is the We Are The Men podcast, a show that is dedicated to sharing the stories of men who are all connected by a commitment to having a positive impact on the world through the actions they take in their own lives. My guest today is Anton Mackey. Anton is a devoted son, father and husband. He has been on the journey of self-mastery and spiritual exploration for as long as he can remember. A yoga teacher for over 14 years, he leads his own yoga teacher training and leadership program. He's also a men's work facilitator with Sacred Sons and has created his own mindset coaching program. Today, I'm excited to have Anton on here to talk about what his journey's been like to be where he is today and the challenges that he's faced, the choices he's made and how he shows up for his family, for his community and all the people that see him as a, a teacher and a leader in his life. So Anton, thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate
1: your presence fully. Hey man, it was an honor to receive the invitation knowing how many great men you know it's great to be included in that so thank you for having me yeah
0: absolutely man absolutely and and happy to to have you right here at the beginning of the podcast the beginning of we are the men because it's really setting up a like a foundation of what's yet to come and having men like you who i know have built their own foundations in their own lives and have built continue to build on that solid foundation like that's what this is about this is the conversation i want to have and so with that like before we get to laying that foundation down, I'd love for you to paint a picture of where you are in your life right now. Like what season of life do you find yourself in, both in family, personal, purpose, like all those things. Like where are you so that maybe somebody listening can either relate to that or be
1: like that's kind of where I want to be. I feel for the first time in my life I am in the greatest integrity that I've ever been in. And maybe that's something that's constantly evolving and changing, and I I hope it does. I feel like I'm in a space in my life where seeking validation just isn't there anymore. And I would say that has been one of the biggest challenges of my life. So I find myself really, I guess, in a space of confidence and really knowing who I am, what my values are, what matters most, and owning the decisions I'm making today in a way that I know the decision I'm making right now, I would say 90% of the time is going to be something I will probably be making in the future. Um, I feel really strongly about that. Whereas in my past, I wasn't thinking about what that those decisions were going to lead to.
0: Yeah. And so being real clear on those values and being real clear on integrity and, and really setting that up to lead you into the decision. Say for somebody who's struggling with that right now. Somebody who's just like, you know what? I know I'm out of integrity. Or maybe they're just confused. Maybe they don't know what their values are. Maybe that when they approach a decision or a tough choice in their life, they have no idea how to even start looking at it. What's important for them to know? From now, Before we get into like your full
1: journey, what's important that you want them to know right now? I think for themselves, is like what matters most? I, I look at it as the three D's. Um, the first being, what are you devoted to? To so know very clearly, what are you most devoted to? The second is having the dedication, basically making commitments to what you're devoted to. And then the third is the discipline, which is the follow through. So none of the the dedication, the discipline can't happen if you don't know what it is that you're devoted to. So I think you got to get really clear on that. And that isn't just values. It's like, what matters most to me? What am I willing to let go of? What am I not willing to let go of at this point in my life? Yeah.
0: Devotion, dedication, discipline. that so let's talk about how you uncovered like what it is you're devoted to because that's for a lot of men for myself i know that was like a hard thing to uncover it's like what does matter most to me and it took some reflection there's things that maybe that matters to somebody else maybe it doesn't matter to me maybe the most important things for me are this but it's confusing at times so let's talk about your journey of getting to that clarity in your own devotion What was life like before you had this clarity? Like what was driving
1: you then? What was driving me then was being seen and clearly not feeling like I was enough because I was constantly wanting to be seen more, wanting to be heard, wanting to be liked. So that validation piece constantly coming up for me. And I know what it really comes down to is never actually feeling like a man never feeling an embodiment of masculinity within me. It was never taught to me. It was sort of mirrored to me through my father, but not the typical way it is. And then growing up, I was always smaller. I went through puberty way late. I still, to this day, can't even grow a full beard. So I had all these stories about what it meant to be a man, but never given a good template of what a true man is. Because I was taught that uh, anything that we perceive to be masculine, your stereotypical masculine masculine is bad. That's what I was taught. So like guns and fighting and big trucks and anything you perceive to be socially masculine, I was taught was bad. So that was the basis that I came up with. And then it, it served me because I wasn't those things. I wasn't big. I didn't have the beard. I didn't get into a lot of fights. Although I kind of started getting into a phase of that of trying to compensate, right? So a lot of those things, it was like, oh, great, cool. But then I had to figure out, well, then what makes me an actual man? Yeah. And the only thing I could go to was the presence, being in the presence of women, being around women or girls and getting validation from them that when it did shift and change is when I met my wife, my current wife, because I was married once before, but my wife right now feeling because of our polarity is just so, so perfectly balanced Feeling, oh, this is what it actually feels like to be the man in a relationship, to be witnessed as the man from the feminine. And then children came into my life and that was, you know, obviously, you know, what it's like to have a child. It changes things. And and for me, it was one boy, two boys and now three boys, which then forced me to really have to look out. Well, shoot, what does it mean to be a man for me? What do I want to teach these boys that it means to be a man in a society that is man-hating half the time and or degrading or demasculinating in a lot of different ways. So it's been that navigating with my my children has been, been the part for me where it's like, okay, I know what matters most. One is being a present husband and a devoted husband and father. And what does that look like? Um, now, my father was there for me, very loving, affectionate, always there but again not a whole lot of teaching about what it means to be a man and and the qualities of of masculinity
0: yeah so let's get into a little bit of like how you learn all these ways of being like of, of this presence like how have you been able to bring that to your boys to your partnership to all the things that you do You know, you talked about how getting into the relationship and having children was like that catalyst. And I 100% understand that from my own personal experience. And yet that's like the moment that invites us to a deeper presence, deeper decision-making and like what comes next. So for you, what came next? What were the steps that you took to allow you to be that present father, that present husband, that like deeply
1: man that you are called to be? in your life? So interesting enough, even meeting my wife and having our first two children, two boys, it still wasn't enough. There was still the lingering things coming up for me. And where I discovered that was at Sacred Sons, through Sacred Sons. I've been involved with them from the beginning and I've been showing up to the events since the beginning. But at some point, something started to show up for me in a really uncomfortable way. Being in the presence of these men, who, to me, embodied masculinity in a beautiful way, stirred up what was still inside of me that hasn't been dealt with, processed, looked at. The shadow aspect that I still felt less than most of the men at these events. And it took me showing up time and again to see that.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I've never told you this story, but you clearly were at the very first sacred sons that i event that i went to which was convergence five and and man just to try and paint in very briefly a picture of who i was at that time it was messy it was really messy and i was looking for anyone or anything to like be pissed off at or to judge or to be like f that guy right and you were on i was on adam's team and you were there and you were supporting there and man you hit me you triggered me like nothing else and it was just because like i just noticed your presence and i just didn't first i was in a place in my life where i was just checked out from everything i was like not caring about anyone else really not caring about myself you know i was there was so much there, which will be a whole nother discussion. But like you said, being in the presence of other men that show us something that we aren't necessarily doing in our lives. And yet we know that maybe that is something I want. My first reaction was to like, make up all sorts of stories about you and of all the other men that were there. But as I've like stepped into this work and looked at myself and made the change for myself, and then I've gotten to see you in Arizona and we got to be together in Colorado. And it's like, man, the to think back of like day one of when I saw you and, and what I was going through to where I am now and, and having you as you know somebody I look up to, somebody that has wisdom to share that I get gold from listening to. It's like, such an amazing experience. And so, yeah, being in the presence of other men who have something that maybe like we're ready for, but maybe we don't know it is just so,
1: so valuable. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And I always look at like, if I've triggered someone, I've somehow inspired them because it triggered to me as an inspiration and the people who will trigger me are either showing me, yeah. And you know, this aspects about myself that I haven't noticed parts of me who I used to be, or who I'm actually calling myself to be. Sometimes the trigger isn't seeing something out of integrity, it's just showing me that I'm out of integrity with who I'm asking myself to be. So anytime I'm triggered or someone kind of like stimulates something in me, I always want to go a little bit deeper into that. And I was lucky when I first started doing Sacred Sons or at this time, I was I had that self-awareness to be like, I know what it is when someone activates me. So I was getting triggered, but it was like the opposite type of trigger. It was like, man, that guy's fucking amazing. And I don't hold a flame to this guy or I can't sing like him. I can't move like him. I can't like, it was just all this. The the triggers were coming from all the men that I admired. But then I was also pedestaling them and going like, I am not that. I can't do that. I don't show up in that way. I don't look that way. And it was funny because Convergence 5 was the most uncomfortable one for me. Because I was stepping more into leadership, but I was comparing myself as, oh, I'm not one of these guys yet. So I was going through this this thing, and maybe that's what you witness is like, I'm leading and I'm there. Oh, no, I'm not. I don't deserve this. I'm not enough. Oh, I'm leading and I'm there. Oh, no, I don't deserve this. And that's what I was going through at that fifth convergence. And And, you know, that's when it shifted. Once I started doing work with Kevin Walton, it started to really show me who I actually am the greatness in myself. Not the part that I wanted to show people because I didn't feel enough, but the part that I was ready for people to to truly feel in me. And that just propelled it forward. I really would say, you know, yes, Sacred Sons, but then working with Kevin and then having the opportunity at another Sacred Sons event to support with Kevin and his team and his leadership. That's when I was like, okay, I know what I've got. I see where my gold is. I know what I can bring.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that goal, and then let's talk about what it is that you are bringing. Because you know, in, in the men's work space, and in pretty much everywhere, it's like it's always the importance of the team, the importance of the community. Each one of us has something very unique to bring that may impact one person, maybe another person, maybe someone doesn't connect with us, but we all have our own calling. We all have our own goal to share. And so, in your story of your life, and where you were, what happened, how things have shifted, where you are now. Whatever you found to be like your unique calling to bring to men or maybe just to, to the community that you serve, right? Not specifically just to men. Like, what are you doing out from yourself outwardly that you see making an impact on the lives of others?
1: Just truly owning the parts of me that are, that's it, are, other than the wording, I'm great. Knowing that I have the stability to, to lead. I guess it's just, confidence, I would say confidence is the word and showing other people look, this is how you can walk. This is how you can stand. So what I'm recognizing is that both mind and body, so mindset and movement, through that I can demonstrate, I can model what it's like to truly be in yourself and to recognize that I am enough and to show that other people are like, okay, you may not see that, but look, see it in me. If I can find it being this guy who went through puberty late, smaller than the, all the other men, all these other things that I had, my stories that I had going against me. And I then use that and say, Hey, well, wait a minute, this is actually who, what makes me more unique and makes me special and makes me stand out. Look, if I can walk it, so can you. That's been big. And I also feel like I'm in a very disciplined stage of my life personally. I get up and I do the things that must be done for myself, my meditation prayer practice. I do cold plunge often. I train jujitsu, which for me every other day shows me where I'm still not strong enough or where there's discomfort that needs to be met. I'm disciplined in the fact that I stay more patient with my kids when they're getting frustrated. I'm disciplined with my relationship with my wife. There's never a thought in my mind that I would ever stray from my wife just knowing what i have there in our relationship just this confidence and trust in our relationship so i have discipline just especially coming from someone who was very flirty my entire life who was looking for constant feedback and validation from the feminine to not go for that anymore is just so liberating and freeing and any time any of that creeps back up i literally just repeat the word to myself discipline I have discipline because I know what matters most. I have a woman who loves me dearly and is beautiful and amazing. And I have children and I have a life that I really love that I don't want to change too much. I don't want to lose. So that word discipline is just constant for me. Anytime I'm I'm wavering, even with food. All right. I want to go and go through Chick-fil-A drive-through. I say, no, discipline. My discipline is that I want to live a healthier life so that my kids, I can be around my kids longer. Yeah. And it's just the follow through and keeping myself accountable with that word discipline and recognizing that it's not going to be easy, but it actually doesn't have to be hard. It's just a choice, choice I get to make.
0: I have a couple of questions following up. First thing is going back to the confidence piece, because that's that's really big, because some people grow up kind of like looking outwardly and they see what they determine people that are like confident, which really they're describing as like cocky or just like, loud and boisterous. And so they look at that and like, I don't want that. I don't want to be like that. And so they make themselves smaller. They quiet themselves down. They're like, I don't want to be seen. I don't you know, it's like so where is the fine line? Like, how can you have somebody that's like that, like kind of break that story that confidence is a bad thing, that for somebody to walk in the room and with the posture and with the presence of like, hey, like I own this place, like certainly there is gradients of confidence that go into misaligned, right? But how do you hone in to like, this is confidence. This is me being proud of who I am. This is me being grateful for what I have. This is me like owning my presence and my physical self. Like talk a little bit about how somebody can develop that confidence in a really good way.
1: So, yeah. And I don't think if anyone is perceiving confidence to be bad, they're coming from a space of misalignment, misunderstanding because confidence in the self is just trust in oneself. And the way I perceive it, I give a definition to confidence as being, I'm enough. I'm enough. So walking around, acting like I'm enough. Now that also leads to a a second piece, which is not thinking that I'm better, but not thinking that I'm less. So it has, and I think a lot of people could still perceive me as being cocky, but that's coming from their lens and their perspective because what they're seeing in me is either what they don't see in themselves or what they wanna see in themselves they are then putting themselves feeling less than me because I don't make anyone feel less than me. In fact, I can't. I'm not it's, No, it's not possible. I can't make anyone feel less than me. I can't make anyone feel more than me. Everyone gets to choose that for themselves. And what I recognize, oftentimes, I was choosing to feel less than somebody. Or even so, when I was stepping into cockiness, it's because I was choosing to feel like I was more or better than somebody. And if anyone is perceiving themselves to feel less than, they will then project the story of cockiness on someone who is actually confident. So I can be confident, which I feel like I am, but someone is going to perceive me as cockiness, but that's coming from their own lens based on how they feel about themselves, which has nothing to do with me.
0: Right. It goes back to what you were saying about like, if I am to trigger somebody or if I am to activate somebody, if somebody's supposed to feel a certain way about me and I honestly feel that I'm just being very in, you know, in truth. And I'm just presenting myself in the, I am, I am enough. I trust myself. I trust my abilities. I'm not trying to make anybody feel small, but if they're feeling small, then that's the invitation for them to look at something. What within themselves is preventing them from being their fullest, right? Which is what they're supposed to be.
1: 100%. And that's goes back to a lot of the teachings with Kevin Walton in conscious creatorhood is like, be the more recognizing that there's more of me to access and not more like have more, be richer, be more, more muscular or anything. But the more is that like, there is more within me to access. There's more patience for me to have. There's more confidence. There's more acceptance and understanding. It's just recognizing that there is more to have.
0: Yeah. So before we get into like, okay, if I want to learn more about Anton Mackey and what he's offering here, how can I connect with him? I have just one more question. And you talked a lot about discipline and how like focused you are on discipline in so many aspects of your life. And that is hugely important. And and that's something that I've been cultivating in my life too. For me, I found that like the physical discipline has come easy, but then maybe the like, spiritual discipline has become a little bit more challenging. Like we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And, and so I would love to hear from myself personally, maybe how you have been able to cultivate this discipline throughout your life. Not just the things that come easy, right? Cause maybe diet is easy for some people. Maybe for some people that's the hardest thing in their life is to get control of what they're eating or maybe like what they're watching, right? Like the discipline, what, for somebody who maybe is struggling with discipline in a certain area of their life, what can you bring into this space to share with them? That are like, hey, here's an opportunity for you.
1: First, it's establishing, again, what am I devoted to? So if I'm devoted to my wife, my kids, and my health, then it's pretty easy to decide what I need to do. What am I going to de- dedicate myself to? What am I going to commit to? Well, let's see, if it, if it's devotion to my children, I'm going to literally carve out times of the day to spend with them to teach with them, to play with them. If it's to my wife, I'm not going to let my eyes wander. I'm not going to cheat. And not only that, I'm going to nurture our relationship by knowing what my my wife wants, affection. She wants touch and affection. So it's up to me. My discipline is touch her even when I'm not feeling it. Kiss her every time we leave, right? And then the third thing is health, which is awesome because if health is one of your what you're devoted to, it covers everything. In fact, I could say health is my number one devotion because staying healthy means I get to be with my kids. Staying healthy means I get to have a relationship with my wife. Staying healthy is the most important thing. Now then, it's simple. It's like, well, if that's what's most important to me and my family, well, I need to stay healthy for them, then I can't go to Chick-fil-A. If that means my family is the most important thing and I want to live longer, that means I've got to go run even though I hate running and cardio then it's really simple if you just put those things so my my advice to everyone and anyone is pick three things that you're most devoted to and then make a commitment to those things and then just choose to do it every day every single day and and most people health is going to be one of them in fact it's almost hard not to when I work with clients one-to-one we look at different pillars the the pillars of what I want to be devoted to so it's relational it's professional it's personal. So that's going to be like, what matters to me, my hobbies it's spiritual and it's physical. So those five pillars, we make some sort of commitment to each one of those pillars and, you know, health is going to be not just the physical, but also personal.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that. The de- going back to the devotion piece for me, yeah, I know you, I got to look mine. Cause I know you said three, I got four, you know, for me, it's family, it's health, and then it's community and purpose. And right now where I'm at in my life is like the health has come. I've like been very devoted to this year, the family I've been devoted. To and like, I continue to put more into that one and the community and the purpose is kind of what this podcast is about. This is what we are. The men is about Is me stepping into purpose and building community and, and then also like personal in-person community. Like who are the men who are the families that matter most to me? So thanks for sharing all that. And the health piece is like, yeah, spiritual health, mental health, physical health, emotional health, all of it. Like it's, it's all embodied in that. So for sure. All right. So Anton, you talked about, you work people with one-on-one, you do a mindset coaching program, you do yoga teacher training, all sorts of leadership programs. If somebody wants to learn more about you and all these things, how can they connect with you? What's the best way?
1: Easiest way to connect to me is my website. Just www.AntonYoga.com. There you can see what kind of coaching programs I offer, one-to-one coaching, mentoring. Um, I have some online movement practices because movement's such a big part of my life, being a yoga teacher. Everything you want to find from me is online. You can sign up for my newsletter. And then my social media is all connected there as well. Awesome, and we'll have all that. And come to a a Sacred Sons event, right?
0: Yeah, come Mm -hmm. to a Sacred Sons event. We got, I don't know which one you'll be at next. Do you know? Arizona for sure, right?
1: Arizona EMX, yeah.
0: Yeah, in 2024, early 2024. So check him out there. The last thing I'd like to invite you to do as we're closing up is a little short visualization. See what words come through you, what spirit guides you to share with the world. So I wanna invite you to just close your eyes down and take one nice deep breath. And if you're listening along, feel free to join us. So Anton, you find yourself on an open field. Thousands of men are with you. And you are about to address the world. You begin to speak, and I want you to finish this sentence We are the men who
1: the world has been waiting for.
0: We are the men the world has been waiting for. Thank you, Anton Mackey. Thank you for your time and your presence, your love, your wisdom, all of it. I appreciate you fully. And I wanna thank you, the listeners, for joining us on the We Are The Men podcast. We Are The Men is a global movement and I wanna invite you in to be a part of it. Go to wearethemen.com to sign up for our mailing list and learn how you can get involved. If you like what you heard, take a moment to rate and follow this podcast to help us reach more listeners. All of us know men who could benefit from hearing these conversations and engaging with our community. Please share this podcast today with someone you know. I'm Angelo Santiago. Thank you, Anton Mackey. And we
1: are the men. Thank you, bro.